you playing about the rules? Who's rules here? And are you playing? It was a bit, a bit of a crazy idea of mine, um, post Wellington, to just get you all back together because I'm sure many of you went down to Wellington and you probably felt a little bit disheartened like we did and the way that it, it ended and it was very upsetting and of course that the politicians wouldn't come and meet with us so um, this is partly to re-inspire you and to get you all together again and to show you that we're not stopping and all the groups and all the you know there's so many of you all around the country that um, are doing great things so we'd like to remember that and we'd like to remember are the solutions that are in your community and to remember who we really are and like um, that beautiful music that was just played um, you know the fact that we have the power and we when we unite they cannot stop us. A lot of uh, people came from the far north to uh, Wellington too as part of that convoy so we got pretty close and um, not long after we were there uh, the police tried to pull down some of the tents, or they did actually, they took uh, some of my friend's tent. And then not long after that, we did the first holding of the line where the police were trying to push in to get rid of the tents. And Freedom and Rights Coalition were trying to get us to pull down the tents. And we adamantly were not pulling down the tents. And I just made up these three lines and it was, and I'm facing off at the police. There's two men sitting down in front of me. There's a big, policeman in front of me and I'm just going take off your mask show your mana and stand with us and I said that a few times or I yelled it a few times and it really got his back up and he shoved me here three times he shoved me I come back and I said that that mantra again and then the fourth after the third time when he did that to me I did it back and I sent him flying. So I was filming along with Dana and a whole heap of other people and I saw the worst of humanity that day. They came in, they just plucked out like um, bullies. They were like just a, a, a ball of bullies that came through the back, taking old ladies, taking old men. One of my friends got her uh, spleen split and she was arrested. Um, but anyway, at the end of that day, because we were sort of tagging in and out, um, I'd been sent out at some stage to try and find some men, because we were primarily women in a big area of the line. The women and the mamas and the grandmas really held space that day. Um, we, yeah. Of course with our men, our lovely men in there as well, but yeah, the, the women were, it was a big, uh, the mama, the mama really spoke through because why were we there? Because we've lost our jobs, blah, 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 but mainly for our children and our children's future. Now throughout the entire month that we were there, uh, mainstream media were um, consistently trying to attack, uh, trying, is often a word here, trying to attack counterspin media. Um, however, um, if you were watching, you would have seen that our team uh, would take their uh, narrative and break it down. And we would provide the facts and evidence 
um, and show just how false mainstream media truly are. You guys will all know, especially on that last day, um, it wasn't peaceful. It was full on. There was tear gas being fired um, from canisters that you'd hear this thunk and then you'd hear the sound and a tear gas canister would drop and it was emitting of uh, orange gas. Nothing you saw on mainstream media was what happened. Um, very much spun out of context. For me, the biggest thing I took away from my experience, I went down there hoping to see one thing and I come away seeing exactly that, which was unity. Um, never before in my life had I seen in one area where you would see a Muslim, a Greek, um, a Japanese, a Chinese, a Cook Islander, a Samoan, a Māori and a Pākehā all there dancing to tap the bottle and twist the cap. <laughs> all dancing, yes. Never did before I see an Anglican, a Catholic, a Hare Krishna, um, all these different religions all coming together to enjoy each other's um, religion and when it came time to stand up to the government to the frontline police we all stood stood together there's no color no race no creed no anything like that it was free people standing for the future of their freedom and their children's freedom we're not the only ones being forced our brothers and our sisters in the New Zealand Defence Force in all forms are being just as coerced as we are. Um, so not only did I hate them, or I guess hate's a strong word, I was angry at them for the decision they made to stand there against us. I also felt compassion for them and I felt sorry for them because I could only imagine what they were thinking in their mind having to make that decision to step up against their own people. So there was pain on both sides of that line and that's important for everyone to know. We were under the impression that um, as medics we uh, wouldn't be harmed, that they were going to leave us alone to treat people. However, um, the first one that ran into the fray got pepper sprayed and came back and we went, hello, they're not going to leave us alone. Um, and so we basically just started treating people. Um, they were coming, they were coming out everybody, um, and people were coming back, and we were treating them for the pepper spray um, and the tear gas and everything that was happening. And then they just came really quickly, and, and so we had to try and get whoever out of there. Um, and so basically, we spent the next hours, probably about six hours basically running, treating, running, treating, running, treating um, until it was kind of over. It became like a war zone. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Um, it was pretty terrifying. Um, there was some anarchist sort of people all dressed in black who were doing, um, throwing things at the police and really stirring up trouble. Um, and, you know, you could just see all this fire happening and kabooms and everything. So it was pretty frightening because I've never seen anything like that. My name is Fiona Van Eichen and I live in Taipa. Um, I had an adverse reaction to their first um, jab. I lost my job of 27 years as a care worker in this community. 
um, because I was too scared to take the next um, jab. Um, and I, so I'm suffering pain. Um, um, I've lost um, a lot of strength. It's the thing we often talk about in these kind of groupings where we're wondering how do we wake our friends and our family and our, you know, other people who we love, how do we get them to see from our perspective what's happening. Um, and I had a, another, this is the other connection to family is that, um, I, I don't Facebook, but apparently there's a, a Fano Facebook page. Um, and my sister who is in Australia, who follows it, who doesn't know any of these people personally, she was saying, when I told her about our cousin Seth, she was saying, oh yeah, it's amazing. Like, I just keep seeing all these new reports of other deaths in the family, like what's going on? And I'm like, what do you mean what's going on? Like, can't you join? It's very simple dots to join. You know, when you, you are noticing it, you actually know, you must know somewhere deep inside yourself what the, what the connection is here. You know, a 49 year old cousin, massive heart attack. And I rang and I spoke to my family, you know, these are people, I grew up in Australia, but this is my Māori whanauna, my Māori whanau, who I don't know very well. And I'm a part of the family, but I'm not really part of the family because I didn't grow up here. And I rang up to speak to the father of, of this cousin of mine who I'd met a couple of times just to acknowledge that he had died. And uh, I was told, oh, well, you know, he was really overweight. And yes, okay, well, that, that may be true. You know, there may be lots of pre-existing conditions and all this language that we use to explain away the fact that somebody has died before their time. Somebody has died before they were meant to die because of a very toxic, evil, deliberate agenda. I am, I was, according to the government, a midwife. I'm not allowed to be called that anymore because apparently they own my education that I paid a lot of money for. Um, they own my degree, they own my knowledge, they own my title. They pretty much own the last 13 years of my life and I'm not allowed to do anything related to midwifery, which pretty much means breathing in and out because I'm a midwife. Um, I meet babies. I watch them meet their mums and their dads. I do my best not to be in the way. The annual practicing certificate to be a midwife states that you have to have the COVID vaccination. So I can't even get an annual practicing certificate for $880 a year, thank you very much. Um, I, even, even if they dropped the mandates and changed the, the rules inside employment contracts, the DHBs all insist on vaccinations. COVID has been added to that. So, even if all of those things went away, who's going to pay for me to be a, to re-register, to have the funds? I've got no money. It all runs away when you try and live on a very small amount of money every week. 
And why would you go back into a profession that abuses mama and the pee We started making packs to send out to people that didn't have anywhere else to turn to. They were just given uh, Dispirin, um, or Panadol I should say, and then told to go home. So for me, that sort of lit up a spark and then I started talking with other healers. So we decided to get together and make some packs and that we focused on all the areas of the body and we started sending those packs out to people because they had nowhere else to turn to. So from that, we have decided to get together and create sub-healing groups um, around Northland first. So we have one in the far north here we have one in Kaio, we have one in Kirikiri, and then now we have one in North Canterbury as well, where healers are coming together to support their communities. Um, alternative medicine, alternative healing, to come back to our roots and our old ways, to support families, friends that have nowhere to turn to, to get some healing that everyone needs. Stop turning to pharmaceuticals, only when you really need it, I guess, but Let's rely back on the earth like how we used to, the water, the air, the fire, the earth, and ground yourself and listen to your body, listen to that voice inside you telling you something's wrong with my body or I need help with this area. Everyone knows your body better, like, you know, just yourself, you know your body. And as far as these damn corporate iwis go, I will say that again, it's only Hapu I give a shit about. Iwis are just corporate thugs. They don't care about Māori up here. They've got billions and billions of dollars they continue to get, and most of their people can't even put food on the table properly. We laugh, we cry, we get really angry. I didn't swear. And um, as a bloke, you know, we want to protect you, we want to look after you. And it takes all our time not to go and kick their fucking doors down, rip them out, and hang them on the next lamppost. But apparently that's illegal. Um, there's a police officer who's recently woken up. I won't give his name, but, but he's actually really angry. Because now he's suddenly realised that all the call-outs they were getting for the excess deaths, he said... There's doctors now not even looking. They're just signing the deaths off over the phone. They're not visiting anymore. There's so many going on. And these aren't isolated incidents. And those comorbidities, I'm sick to death of hearing about that shit too. They had comorbidities all their damn lives. It's only when you introduce one foreign bloody jab that they died. It's a land I call home and forever will be She's a beauty and she'll captivate your soul Where the Kiwi is our symbol And nature roams round every bend I am proud to call New Zealand my home Go to counterspinmedia.com Hey everyone! Don't forget to wash your hands! Ow!